0: from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? and your labor for that which does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear, and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. in the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us.
1: reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that Herod had beheaded John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, Jesus saw a great crowd. And he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is late now. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then Jesus ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord.
2: Praise the
1: Lord. Dear friends, just one announcement this weekend, since it is a holiday weekend. Our tradition is that the Knights of Columbus on the Tuesday after a summer holiday weekend sponsor the Bottle Drive. So this will be taking place on Tuesday, the 4th of August, out in the parking lot of the parish between 4 and 6 p.m. Your used bottles empties can be brought, and as always, all of the donations which are made go to the wonderful work of Special Olympics. The bottle drives are proving this year to be enormously successful and your patronage of this very important and special work of generosity is deeply appreciated. My friends, if there is anything that everyone knows about the difficult pandemic months that we have been through. And continue in some respects to go through. It is that it has incurred difficulties for people. Difficulties ranging from inconvenience to greater or lesser degrees, all the way through to great sorrow and even tragedy. And people have experienced a lot of isolation, Not just from the fact of physical isolation activity, but a certain mental and emotional sense of isolation as well that has often been quite debilitating, really. One of the things that probably just about everybody is going to say that they have missed is the opportunity for something that they love very much, that all of us love which is being able to be with others in social settings, and especially over a meal. Meal times, as we well know, are not just for the fulfillment of bodily needs. They fulfill many other functions. And in bringing people together, with a celebration and with a meal, all kinds of magnificent things get accomplished. We have missed that very, very much. And many are still very hesitant about even creeping back into it to even the slightest degree that might be permissible. I think it's important for us to know that Jesus understands that. And if there is any passage short of the Last Supper itself that reveals the importance that Jesus associated with food and what it symbolized and how it draws people together. It's got to be this one, perhaps most popularly known of all of his miracles, a rare example of a miracle that all four gospels record, though in different ways where Jesus multiplies the loaves and the fishes and feeds the hungry thousands. Everybody knows that story. And everybody knows that in that miracle, there was a great gift that was given. The miracle of the multiplication of the loaves and fishes and the feeding of the thousands has an awful lot of meanings to it depending on the angle from which you choose to look at it or the context that it fits in in a particular gospel. So for example when we hear this story out of John's gospel in midsummer mind you every third year not this year but every third year we do hear it It becomes the beginning of a series of Gospels that goes on for four, five, six weeks in which what unfolds is the symbolism of feeding the people with this ordinary bread, miraculously multiplied, how that is pointing toward Jesus as being the bread of life. In other words, the great gift of the Eucharist, the Eucharistic meal, which again, we missed very much being able to celebrate together for all those many, many weeks during the springtime and into the summer even. Or, if you wanted, you could focus on discipleship and how significant it is that Jesus challenges the disciples as part of what happens here. He doesn't just multiply the loaves and fishes as a singular act. He also says to the disciples, you should give them something to eat. That's the first challenge. Then he challenges them in terms of what they're able to actually gather together. Then he challenges them after he has said the blessing over the paltry amount that they bring in. To start distributing it, which itself requires risky action on their part. Because it sure doesn't look like it's any more than it was before, but they are being called to go and to just start distributing it. And it begins to multiply right in front of their eyes. And then that very curious detail that's always at the end of the story, where they are asked by Jesus to go and gather up the fragments that are left over. And it's always baskets and baskets and baskets full of fragments from what was so little to start with, even though in between, everybody had eaten as much as they wanted and were completely satisfied. All of those kinds of things rolled together point to the fact that the disciples are going to themselves be ones who will be going forth to give the bread the bread of abundance, the food that nourishes. That's going to be their task in days and years to come. Or you could make all kinds of things emerge from this story that help you to appreciate it and to value it. What I found this time around that was really striking me in a way that perhaps it never had before is how it begins. In particular, here in Matthew's Gospel you note that the story begins with Jesus being somewhat melancholy, having just heard the word of the murder, the execution of John the Baptist, He withdraws to a deserted place by himself. And yet, of course, the crowds follow him. He sees the crowds coming towards him, even though he wanted some quiet time to be alone, perhaps in his grief and in prayer. He sees the crowds coming and he has compassion on them, and he teaches them, and he cures their sick, and so on. So you already see his tenderness and his care working for these people, the ones who have so often been referred to as the lost and abandoned sheep without a shepherd, whom he cared about so much. But then comes a detail I've never paid attention to. When the disciples come to Jesus towards evening and they urge him to uh, kind of send the people away so that they can feed themselves, not only does Jesus say, you give them something to eat, but more particularly, he is saying, they need not go away. In other words, Jesus doesn't want them to disperse. He doesn't want them to go back into their own isolations. He wants them to stay together. He has gathered them, and he wants to keep them gathered. And they are gathering for a special meal that will be of his own making. He wants them to be gathered together, just like he wants you and me to be gathered together in the great power of what he does for us. In these difficult times we have been in, when isolation has so often dominated, isn't it wonderful to know that we believe in a Lord who wants us to seek goodness and give goodness in and to one another? And I, of course, cannot help but take note of how even in the midst of the struggle of what we have undergone, it has actually produced some immense works of gracious generosity, where people have gone particularly out of their way to make sure that the poor are fed, and that those who are isolated have their groceries brought to them, and that those who would otherwise not eat are taken care of and looked after, perhaps because we have felt the poignant pain of that isolation as intensely as we have, It has stirred in us that we don't want anybody to suffer that unnecessarily. This helps us to recognize this miracle and all the different things that are associated with it and all the different ways of interpreting it. It helps us to realize just how much our God cares for us. And maybe that is the simple but very fundamental message that we need to take away with us Here in this time and here in this quiet midsummer holiday weekend. Reflect again on those powerful words from the prophet Isaiah. If you're thirsty, if you're hungry, got no money, got no resources, come anyway. Come, no price, come, no spending. Just come and be filled with the abundance of the rich food that I have to give you. It is a food of life, a food that goes to your very soul. Even the song, the eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open wide your hands, satisfying the desire of every living thing, because this is a Lord of Compassion. That is the compassion displayed by the Son of the very same God as he fed those hungry crowds. And those awesome words of St. Paul that we heard in the second reading, nothing will ever separate us from the love of Christ, ever. No matter what kinds of distresses we go through, there will always be a way. Neither death nor life nor any powers, nothing at all can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord, a love that desires that we be fed, that we be nurtured, and that we be a grace of feeding and nurturing to one another. In the physical bread of food and justice, and in the spiritual bread of life that nourishes us for everything that we must endure here at the table of the Eucharist. Continue, then, to draw close to the Lord, and to know that he cares about you. On this particular occasion, he feeds with bread and fish. Later, he is to feed with his own body and blood, offered in sacrifice, and poured out for the salvation of the world. We share in it, and we share it by the way in which we live and the way we strive to see the face of God in everyone else. God bless and keep you close to his heart and fed on the very bread of life itself.
0: We hope that our podcasts have been inspiring. And now, our pastor, Father Martin, offers a few closing words.
1: Thank you for joining us. I offer a special greeting to members of our parish family unable by sickness or other reason to worship with us in person and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. Please share the readings and homilies with others by inviting them to our website where they can find them all day by day.
0: To learn more about our parish community, please visit our website at holyrosaryburlington.com and be sure to share our site with family and friends. We do look forward to hearing from you, so please email us with your comments, and thank you for your prayers and support.